his tent And there you are You're running for your life You're a shooting star And all the years No one knows Just how hard you worked But now it shows Everybody One shiny moment It's all on the line In one shining moment Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. This is Locker Room Guys brought to you by Chad's Pizza. Students get $15 any specialty pizza and $12 single topping pizza. They are the place to go in Cedar Falls to eat, watch a game, or even get a drink. Please go check them out and tell them we sent you. Uh, please like, comment, share, and follow for more content from the greatest college sports minds in the world. Thank you so much for clicking on, clicking on to the episode. And now, enjoy the show. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Is that what he says? Something like that. It's it's Luke, not Joey. Uh, Joey's doing shit, so it's just me and Coin today. Um, we're going to cover the Big East and the ACC college basketball preview. Uh, first, we'll get into some news, though. Uh, first off, Louisville loses uh, exhibition game to Kentucky Wesleyan. Um, not a good start for this year's uh, Louisville team, especially after the season they had last year. So I don't know. Um, they they got better. It feels like, but at the same time, you can't lose to Kentucky Wesleyan, who apparently is not a good basketball team. I think they beat them last year too, but I could be wrong there. So that's obviously a bad start for. I know it's an exhibition game. You're figuring things out, but so are they. So that's tough. Tough look. Yeah. Also, um, that team was projected D two team projected to get eighth in their conference. Yes, they're not good. So they are not like a good D two team, like. If it was like the Northwest Missouri State or team like that. So it's kind of – it's embarrassing. It's very embarrassing. Will Louisville ever be back? I don't know. So I mean, Kenny Payne, but, that's just a bad look. I, if he doesn't get it together this year, like at least win some games, be competitive in the ACC, he's got to be gone. Like Louisville's not a program that can be bad this long. Louisville, we need no. them good at basketball. It's fun when they're good, just like their football team. You know, you want Louisville to be good, and they haven't been. Yeah. Um. The other one, Kirk Carissa, spending nine games for. Uh, let me look. I forget what it was. Kirk Carissa has been spending nine games after receiving impermissible benefits while enrolled at University of Arizona. Um. Those nine games are Missouri State when Monmouth they'll be fine. Jacksonville State they'll be fine. SMU should be fine. Then they play there Wisconsin Virginia. Gonna be tough without Kirk Carissa. Uh, Bellarmine should be fine, and then St. John's. Be a tough one, Pitt without him, and Drexel without him. So that's a tough loss. And also, other West Virginia news, Acock, Acock, I don't remember him, Logan, from Georgetown last year. Yep. He went to West Virginia and left their charity exhibition against George Mason with a medical emergency. So I don't know that I don't know any further news on him, but tough start to the season for West Virginia and – that had that, that situation, especially yeah, after the, the Bob Huggins shit they're going through too. It's just, they're supposed to be pretty decent this year too. I think they'll I think they'll have a good season if they stay healthy because they got like Jesse Edwards and stuff, which we'll get into it in the Big Twelve uh, breakdown. But I don't know. That's a tough start for their little yeah, their new season. Everything is just firing downhill for them. But I mean, you get Carissa back, you'll be fine. 
Yeah, like he won't be out long. Let's play, so that'll be fine. And then the last one, obviously, a bunch of uh, exhibition games are going on. Like Illinois beat Kansas. Um, what was the one that you you said? Mark, it was Marquette. Who are we talking about? Beat Mar- that you said someone beat someone. It was they beat Marquette. I can't we were literally just somebody. Talking about it. it and then someone be good. Yeah, and it was Marquette who they beat. But they're secret, well, like these exhibition games. You're figuring things out. Both teams are, so you never know. And like secret scrimmages, but Illinois. A lot of people are high on Illinois, and they beat Kansas. Good, good win there. But the one I saw, uh, Rossine said he's. I've seen Kentucky multiple times in Canada over the summer and tonight against an NAIA opponent. Um, the one he's a a consistent takeaway. Only good thing happen. Only good things happen when Reed Shepard is on the floor. Freshman. Four star, five star, Reed Shepard. So, from Kentucky, you said, yeah, yeah, he's a sniper. He was the one who played with like Gabe Cups on that. Yep. Apparently, um, Dillingham might be coming off the bench, but it's like I don't care. He's still gonna be elite scorer, and it's not Elliot Cade. It's Kadu. Apparently, he might come off the bench. They're gonna start Paxson Wojak from Brown. I want to say. More experience, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I think give it some time and Kadu will be right there because he, he'll he take over, and I'd have no doubt about it that he'll be the starter for sure. But that's yeah. kind of all the news there that I can well, rem- that I can remember. Tennessee-Michigan State, do we talk? Tennessee beat Michigan State, yes. Cohen Carr looks like an athletic freak. Yeah, but this game, it's like it was one-point game, and Michigan State was down 17-1 to one, like to start the game. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, what's it, it, no, but who's their best player? Fuck, I, oh, God, my God, I can't. Michigan State, point guard. Tyson, Tyson Walker. Walker. He, he had, like, 24 points, and he shot, like, 60% from the field. So yeah, that's what he does. Uh, they came out with the top 100. Uh, the, the top 100 players, Duke had four. Yeah. Uh, they had Filipowski, three. Proctor, 14. Roach, Jeremy Roach, 33. Mark Mitchell, 77. Uh, Kansas also had four. Hunter Dickinson, four. Dewan Harris, 22. Love the love the respect with Dewan Harris. Um, Kevin McClure, 38. KJ Adams, 86. Uh, and Creighton also had four with Kalkbrenner, 5. Trey Alexander, 12. Shireman, 26. Stephen Ashford, 76. So those are the – they had three – a couple schools with three players. Bama, Arkansas, Colorado, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Marquette, Miami, North Carolina, Purdue, UConn. Two players, and there's a bunch of two players. But, yeah, you can look at that on your own time. We're not going to go through all that. Uh, let's get into it. ACC breakdown. Start with Boston College. No, I'm just kidding. We're not starting with Boston College. Sorry. Uh, I have to. I have to get up the odds. I uh, Duke. Duke's the Duke is the favorite. I know that for a fact. Uh, I can pull. I don't know their odds right off the top of my head. Um, start talking. About got it. Duke. Got it. I mean, they. I return Tyrus Proctor. You return Jeremy Roach. You return Filipowski. Like three. Key guys. Mark Mitchell's back. I mean, he's going to be a glue guy for him for sure. Uh, then, obviously, they had the best recruiting class, I believe. They had number one. I could be wrong there. No, they probably don't. Kentucky or someone probably. Anyways, they're they're up there. Their top four leading scorers are back from last season. And you had TJ Power. You had Jared McCain. You had Sean Stewart. Jaden Shutt. Christian Reeves. Like, these guys, got they got studs coming back. They got studs coming in. They're going to be deep. Ryan Young's still there. Jaden Blake's. Very underrated little piece for them last year, I thought. Uh, John Shire has this program 
hitting the ground running, like, after Coach K left. Like, they made the Final Four. Coach K is gone. John Shire didn't even skip a beat last year. They were 27-9, and 14-6 in conference, undefeated at home. Like, in your first year at Duke, that's exactly what you want. And I always say it with Shire, if you can get – you get Tyrese Proctor and Kyle Filipowski to come back, that's just crazy. I think these guys are going to be really good. I have a future on them, 11-1, to 1, I believe, to win the title. I love them to win the, the ACC. I love Phil Powski to win the player of the year. I think I also have him at like 11-1, to 1, I believe, to win. 8-1. to 1. I mean, I just, I'm in love with the Duke team. I'm, I'm, up in, I'm in and out on Duke depending on who they got, and I love these guys. I'm going to love them next year. They have loaded class coming in, but for this year, they're going to be studs. Yeah, so they had the second career class playing Kentucky. It was like right behind them, though. Yeah, they were like, Kentucky's like 70, like 71, and they were like 69. Kentucky's overall got rating. all the, the big, the the top, <laughs> the top guys. But if you look at returning guys, obviously Duke's going to take that. Duke's better team than Kentucky, but I believe preseason um, number two, I want to say. Yeah, I think so. But we don't care about the AP poll rankings. We care about our rankings. I'll give you my where they're at. Yeah, I, I would have them at one, it, but I have them at one as well. Yeah, I think Tyrese Proctor, let's keep in mind, this man, you looked at him in the tournament. He had, like, a slow year. Duke was all slow last year to start. But then that last stretch, never lost a game at home. John Shire, first year. Incredible first year for a coach. Obviously, he can't came into Duke. But John Shire was like, you. you this says something when you get, every, you get your top four leading scorers back from last season. That says something about John Shire as a coach. Because they're not coming back if it wasn't for John Shire being the coach. Like, because I think Coach K kind of, like, he pushed people out. He's like, just go to the NBA, go to the NBA. Yeah. Which like, John- it's a similar, like, to Calipari where it's like, they come, they want to stay, and Coach K is like, no, leave. I don't think Proctor and Filipowski, I think they would, especially Proctor benefits coming back because he's supposed to go, like, top five this year. Um, and he wasn't supposed to do that last year. And Filipowski, too, is obviously going to uh, be better. Like, these guys didn't. You can see it with these guys. They're going to benefit from being back because they got off to slow starts and then they picked it up late. If they're a top five team all year and it's going to be main part with these guys, I think that's why. Yeah, well, it's like Tyrese Proctor. If you looked at him in the tournament, though, like when they played like the Tennessee and the Oral Roberts, he's making he was making like NBA level shots. They kept talking about it. He was making like – you remember them like turnaround like weird fucking middies he was hitting? Like he looked yeah. like phenomenal. He didn't average a lot of points. He's one of the best defending guards in all of college basketball. That being said, he's also on one of my favorite teams. So he is probably my favorite player this year is Tyrese Proctor. And he has like an accent and he kind of can't speak English very well. Well, he can speak English well, but yeah. he's like a great and shit. So it's funny. He's going to be, I think he'll be probably obviously Fapowski, but after Fapowski, like Tyrese Proctor, those two, that little two man there is the best in probably college basketball, in my opinion. Maybe Dewan and Hunter Dickinson can maybe like compete with that, but. I like Tyrese Proctor and Fapowski better. Jeremy Roach is back again. So you have the experience. You have Tyrese Proctor with experience. You have two experienced guards coming around March Madness time. What's important, you have to have experienced veteran guards. They have two of them. They're also going to help out with, like, the Jared McCain, which, keep in mind, is an absolute sniper. Yeah. Won the McDonald's All-American three-point contest. You have, like, Ryan Young off the bench, just an absolute hustle guy. Kind of a bigger, thicker body. He's, like, a little thick boy down there. Um, you got like Mark Mitchell back. Is what's his name back? Um, Derek Whitehead is he back? No. I literally saw something the other day and it said he was back. I'm like, there's no shot he was back. But no, he went to yeah. the NBA. Yeah, but like this, you have like all these freshmen too, like the Sean's like Jaden Shot. I'm pretty sure is a guy 
kind of looks like a frat kid, kind of like one of them kids you want to hit yeah, in the face a, when he's a dog. Yeah, but like when you play him, you know those kids used to play who just look like they're like frat guys. Mm-hmm. Just want to punch him in the face. It's kind of what he looks like. So Joey will probably hate him, but this team is going to be so good. One of the better teams they've had, mainly because of like experience. Because you look at the teams they've had in past experience, like the Grayson Allen's, the Tyus, like the uh, Tyus Jones, Trey Jones. Like when they got all those like Wendell Moore's, like they kept bringing all these guys back. They were top three seeds. They're running the ACC. They're beating the North Carolinas because of that experience. So, like, this team's going to be so much fun. It's not like a fresh new team like last year. You have a lot of experienced guys that you've watched, which is we love in college basketball. People come back. Don't go to the NBA. Stay for four like, years. We love them. And what they brought in, they brought in um, Caleb Foster as a combo guard. They brought He was a four-star. Jared McCain's a shooting guard, four or five-star. TJ Power, five-star forward. Sean Stewart, four-star forward. So, they have the class, the four guys they have coming in are like a complete lineup in themselves. Like that's huge too. I think you have a com- like a complete lineup within themselves, like their class. It's crazy, um, and I don't know who's going to start. If they're going to start Ryan Young, or if they're going to go with TJ Power, uh, it doesn't really matter. Power would be a little bit smaller ball, small ball. Otherwise, you move Filipowski to the four, and Ryan Young to the five. Power comes. Power comes off the bench. But either way, it's not a bad thing. Like Ryan Young pr- comes in there. He's he knows his role. He's going to be a beast. Um, and Josh Shire is, like, I think, obviously you can't say it now, like you have Bill Self, you have Scott Drew, you have Kelvin Sampson, you have Hurley, all these guys in the league right now, probably missing some, obviously, Painter, all these guys. Give John Shire like five, ten years, he'll be the probably best coach in the country and he'll have at least a national championship. Oh, 100%. Probably I mean, now. like, he's already, he's been, he played at Duke, he's been the right-hand man for Coach The Case, main I think reason... Like- they got a lot of these recruits were for shot well, Shire. Shire was the one who was recruiting them, like basically because he was like the assistant coach. Like this is who they knew. So obviously, like these next like three years, all these recruits, they're not Coach K's recruits. Like they're John, they're Shire's recruits. Like he they're obviously a lot of Coach K, but John Shire, like he was always actually involved, especially that last year Duke was playing. Like John Shire, you could see it on Saturday, it's like John Shire was coaching more because they knew he was taking the job because and mm-hmm. Coach K knew that. He's been with Coach K a while. He's played with Coach K. He coached with Coach K. He is Coach K, basically. He's the same guy. Like, he, everything he knows about basketball came from Coach K. He's not a scumbag, so he's like, though. What? He's not a scumbag like Coach K, though. No, he's a nice guy. He just looks <laughs> like a nice guy. No, he I looks like he's like in the world. Yeah. But like you said, too, yeah. If this was an, uh, no, like an average Duke, like an average year for Duke, they would be starting probably all four, uh, at least three of these freshmen. Yeah, because they would have. Normal- yeah. He just brought back two guys who are possible All Americans. Yeah, so. though one for probably for sure, and like we're getting more into it, but it's like the reason I like him to win the Player of the Year. It's like that dude across the chest. I mean, it means something in a sense to these guys, the people that vote on it. Uh, looking at their schedule, pretty good non conference, like really tough. Um, Arizona, so there's they they play Dartmouth, then they go um, Arizona. Michigan State back to back. They probably have a tournament in there somewhere, but as of now, like they, it's tough right away. You guys, they play Arkansas, they play Baylor, they play, and then they start getting into their conference play. But like tough, tough, like decent start uh, for sure for non-con um, at Arkansas too. It's their home. They home against Arizona, neutral against Michigan State. That championship classic this year, Champions Classic is gonna be awesome. It's Michigan State versus Duke, and then Kansas and Kentucky. Like that's gonna be one of the best champions. Championship Classic we've had in some years now. 
because there's always one team that's, uh, you know, it's usually Michigan State. We haven't had a good one since. Yeah, Michigan State hasn't been like what they've been in the past. So like since every year, Cassius Winston COVID year. But I'm trying to think who Kentucky and those guys were that year. If that was even a good year for it. Yeah, Duke. The only like pre like early season tournament Duke's in is the Champions Classic, which isn't a tournament. But oh, they're not in another one. I went. I went and looked it up, and that, that was the only one that they're in. Okay. But yeah. um, the Champions Classic. I just want to talk about it quick. The best year was when it was Grimes. Versus Trey Jones, and then it was Kentucky. like after Zion, after Zion left. Yeah, because then Kentucky had Kentucky because Duke and Kansas played, and they were both powerhouses. And then Kentucky was kind of down. It was the year they had quickly and 20, 2020. Had quickly it's, and Maxie. Uh, that was when Maxie dropped a thirty ball in his opener. It was, yeah. So I think it was 2019, 2020. Um, Abaji dot. Devin Dotson, Marcus Garrett, Azubuki, Devin McCormick, Kansas team. Duke, yeah, was Trey Jones, Cassis Stanley, Vernon Carey, Matthew Hurt, that team. Yeah, that was a good it one. It was 68-66 Duke. And then the other game was the Michigan State versus – This was the t- yeah, this was the year I was talking about with the uh, COVID year. When, yeah, when yeah, Michigan yeah. State would have won the championship. Yeah, and then that was because it was Maxi versus like Cassius. Yes, that it was, was my favorite. Because it was like yes, it was, it was awesome. It was Cash Winston, Xavier Tillman, Aaron Henry, Rocket Watson, uh, like guys like that. And then you had yeah, the Kentucky team was loaded with quickly Ashton Haggins, Khalil Whitney, like Jim Montgomery. Yeah, Max. He had a Max. He went off for twenty six. Yeah, that was. That yeah, other than that, it's been down because Michigan State hasn't been good. Michigan State hasn't been really carrying their weight, but it's back. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. Um, who plays first year? Duke, Duke plays who? Michigan State. I like that. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Duke, Michigan State, and then it's Kansas, Kansas Kentucky. Like yeah. that. So, on to the next. Odds-wise, UNC plus 450 to win the conference. I also have them finishing second in mine. Um, I'm I'm high on UNC. Um, hold up. Sorry. This is bad. Uh, I think they – I don't think they – Upgraded at point guard, getting uh, Elliot Cadu. But, I mean, we'll go through it first. They get R.J. Davis back. They get Harrison Ingram coming in from Stanford. You get Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame. Underrated, I think, transfer sign for sure. Uh, Baycott, obviously, back. He's a stud. Um, you get Jalen Withers coming in from Louisville. Um, he's he's averaged nine a game, five. Like, that's good. Seth Trimble played a lot of games last year as a freshman. Paxson Wojcik. The guy I was talking about at, was at Brown. It was right. He averaged 15 a game. They lose. Key losses. Pete Nance, he wasn't. He was underwhelming big time. Leaky Black, obviously a great defender. He could he could rebound. He could do that stuff. But at, at certain times, it's like you got to get him out of the game because he can't score. He's a liability on offense. And then Caleb Love. But the, what I was going to say, I don't think Elliot Cadu is going to be better than Caleb Love. Like, don't get me wrong. You have to average 16... And like four, like it's gonna be tough. But the way that season went last year with Caleb Love and like Baycott, that little like thing they were talking about, then RJ Davis, just shit was going hitting the fan. Too selfish. It felt like it was a bad season. I think they needed to leave, lose Caleb Love. I think both both parties, Caleb Love and UNC, needed to leave part ways. But it's gonna be better for both of them. Elliot Kadu is an absolute stud. Uh, listen to anyone that talks about him. I absolutely love him. Concerning that he's not, he might not start right away. 
that has concern that concerns me with the UNC program, not him. I think he's a stud. He should be playing. He should be starting. But what the hell is Hubert Davis doing? Maybe they're just going to give him give him some time to come off the bench, get used to it, because he is essentially a senior in high school. Like if we're really yeah. we're breaking it down, so his highlights just to see what he's about. That's he's what I love. Like there's some guys. So obviously you don't want to just look at highlights, and there's a lot of guys you go and look at highlights, and it's just them being super athletic or them spotting up and shooting a ton of threes. When I look at like Kadu, and I when I looked at like the Mackenzie Mbako, I obviously I know they're just highlights, so don't take this like. I watched a ton of film on them actually playing. I love they did so many things, so that's what I think he can do. I think he's an awesome player. He works out with some of the best like trainers I know um, that I follow and shit. I think he's going to be a stud. Give him time. Uh, they also were they ranked 329th nationally in three-point percentage last season, 31%. That's terrible. But they lose Leaky Black, who's like a not a good shooter, and Pete Nance. You get Cormac Ryan, who is an absolute stud from behind the arc at Notre Dame. Um, you lose a lot of, I think, Caleb Love didn't shoot a high percentage. And then Harrison Ingram's going to be a solid piece. I think they just upgraded in a lot of spots that are very underrated, in, in my opinion. So that's why I think they're going to actually be a very good team. One of the most disappointing seasons last year, the number one team in the country going into it. They don't even make the tournament. Like, that's crazy. That's, like, unheard of. I have them at 13 in my AP pool. I don't know what the hell the actual AP pool is, but that doesn't matter because mine is right. So, yeah, that you can go UNC, Logan. Talk a little bit what you think on them this year. Yeah, I'll kind of start where you kind of were going there with Ellie Cadell. I'm um, looking at his highlights. Obviously, can't do much about highlights, but he looks like he doesn't waste, like, movement. You know what I mean? When you watch some highlights and you're like, this guy's doing way too right. much. Those highlights that you looked at it, it was like it wasn't like he was dribbling like out of his mind, like doing shit that we don't give a shit about. Like, you know, like just keep it simple, stupid, basically. That's what he was kind of doing. And obviously, we're both like point guards, so we kind of see it when we see another point guard. And I, I can agree with you already, just watching a little bit. Like, this kid looks good. He, he's a good passer, too. A lot of his highlights were passing. He like shares the ball. Yeah. He does movement, has a beautiful jump shot. It's like a good little mm-hmm. point guard jump shot. So I'm, I'm liking him, too. Obviously, he has that R.J. Davis, too, to help him out and be there with him. Seth Trimble, isn't this the guy who is, is like, his eighth team? I don't think so. I think he was a freshman last year, wasn't he? Seth, no, yeah, maybe. Right. I might be thinking of a different Trimble. or Seth, oh, I'm thinking of Seth something else. You know, the guy who I'm, was from Hart. Yeah, the the L.A. Cadu getting into it, the shit I had on him, like, the notes I had, I said, he makes the game look easy, and he actually does, like, yeah. That's like what I was going to Like you said, just – Patient, smart, knows what to do. He's good. I have great passion with some bounce too. Like he can get up, he can oh, yeah, he, he can, he can slam it, and yeah, I think he's young, super young. So and you, we've seen with guys that try to come out out of uh, high school reclassify, struggle a little bit, maybe just finding their role, like uh, Kylan Boswell. But Kylan Boswell for Arizona was like one of the bigger pieces I thought for that <laughs> team last year. He come and give him some stability when Carissa was going crazy. And then you have like Amani Bates who struggled kind of, but at the same time he had he had big games for Memphis. But I think this is different. I think this guy he's smart. He makes the game look so so easy when you watch him. He does everything you can at a point guard. So that's why I love him so much. Yeah, I mean, I, that's like spot head on there right there with the makes the game look easy. Like I said, no wasted movement. He's not like get, going out here just running around like trying to dribble everywhere. He's doing something with the ball and he's getting the ball where it needs to be. Passing mm-hmm. highlights for. Especially when you have passing highlights, they were good passes. They weren't like 
force like behind the backs were like whipping them. It was like good passes overall. It looked good. Thing with North Carolina, I like I like their bench, but I don't love their bench. I love their starting lineup though. With Cormac Cormac Ryan, Harrison Ingram, like you have two like obviously veteran guys there kind of. Armando Baycott probably arguably if there's not Zach Eady and like he's and like Hunter Dickinson, like there's those five big guys like in the fucking nation that you're gonna talk about. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Like he is probably he's the favorite for besides Zach Eady. Is he higher than I believe he's um, right behind Bowski, is he behind him? Right behind Phil Bowski. Phil Bowski's two. I believe Big Cats are behind him. Kind of like uh, the same right here. Problem. It's Ed Philpowski, Dickinson, then Baycott. So you can get sixteen to one with Baycott. Not a terrible value there at all. I don't think. Yeah, he's like he's another guy that I would not be surprised at all um, if he wins the national player of the year. Obviously, I don't just think Zach Eady will get two years in a row. Maybe he will, but I think like Baycott. I think the difference, me personally, honestly, I think the difference between like Baycott, Edie, and Flipowski. I think that's a lot bigger, like a big difference than Dickinson. I think Dickinson's getting like a little too much hype. We'll talk about him more, but like coming because since he's going to Kansas, but I think Baycott's a lot better than like Dickinson would be, and he's kind of like the same player as Flipowski, where they're going to get you ten boards a game, fifteen points. Like that's they're going to get you that at least. And then Ellie Cadell, if he can step up and just be like a good point guard, you have him and RJ Davis, which RJ Davis is just like a smart Caleb Love. Maybe he can start shooting good again. That'd be nice too. Really, that's all you need. You need him to step up and make some shots. Yeah, which last year nobody could shoot on that team whatsoever. Right. I'm trying to think. I don't remember. Yeah, so uh, Paxton Wojcik, um, Brown, he's a lefty. He can shoot. He's a good shooter. Um, And he's really really, he's really patient um, on the drives, and he will pull from. Like, he's a good basketball player. Like, just smart. Knows what he's doing. He's gonna be. He's a senior. This is his fifth fifth year senior. So he obviously has that game to game. He shot thirty eight percent last year from three. So I I think he'll be a good piece. Maybe he does start point guard. Okay, that's fine by me. I think um, yeah, use the experience. But no, I I like UNC this year, and especially in a down ACC. The ACC's not. We'll get into like these next couple teams, like Miami and Virginia and stuff, and they just you can see a step back from last year. And I feel like UNC took a step up. That's why I think they're they should be second, and they are second in odds. I think they took a step up than what they were like. Which a step up from last year is not that hard to do, considering they were so bad. But yeah, I agree. Next, I believe is Miami on the odds wise. They're plus five fifty. I do not have Miami uh, going that. I don't. I think I have them behind Virginia, but. You get Nigel Pack back, who I think Pete could have a huge year being the main guy. You get Bensley Joseph was a good piece out their bench. Wuga Poplar was a good piece out their bench last year. Uh, Norchad O'Meara is back. That's a huge guy they got back for sure. Uh, and Matthew Cleveland, I think, is actually a very underrated um, transfer too. Average 13.8 and, 13. and 7.6 7, uh, rebounds at Florida State last year. Probably their best player at Florida State. Um, you could argue he's just an athlete. He can get down and uh, work on defense just like a, a typical Florida State forward that you would think. Um, you lose Jordan Miller, but you're placing with Matthew Cleveland. So you need Matthew Cleveland to pick up in that spot, at least be a little bit what he is. Which you look at his numbers, he's, he's right around it. Better rebounder, a little less of a scorer. That's fine. Isaiah Wong's a huge loss, obviously. Goes the NBA. Um and then uh, Beverly, Harold and Beverly, but he was just a bench piece. I don't see where they get that Isaiah Wong scoring. 
unless Nigel Pack can get back to those K State days where he's averaging a million points. And that's that's pretty much it. I think they're going to be solid again. They have no bench at all. Like they have AJ. Their bench right now that I have is AJ Casey, Christian Watson. Uh, AJ Casey was the seventy fifth player last year in the class, and I think he was hurt. And then Christian Watson averaged like one point game, one point five a game last year for them. So I I don't see where they get that. I still like them because they're going to be experienced and they're going to be a good starting lineup, but they just have no depth. And that's where I think the struggle comes. I would not bet these guys to win the conference. Then again, yeah, because last year I was high on them. I loved Miami last year going into the season. I actually really did. And people, they didn't have them in their top 25. I did. So I don't like them this year, though. I have them in my top 25, but I'm not I'm not sold. Yeah, I don't even, like, like just looking at rankings right now, they have them at 13. And you think you have Arkansas behind 13? them, A&M, Kentucky, like San Diego State, Texas, North Carolina, Baylor, USC. I think all those teams are better than Villanova is kind of a question mark. St. Mary's is like, you know, question mark, even like a Bama, Illinois. I think a lot of those teams under them, I think you can make a case about like 70% of those teams under them are better. In my opinion, I think losing a guy like Isaiah Wong, who was totally NBA ready, like NBA shot ready. Like he was just, he's, he's a different scorer than Nigel Pack. Nigel Pack's a guy. He's going to kill you from three. He's going to kill you from deep. Like that's what he does. He make he shoots. He's a good shooter. Shits like 40% from three. Isaiah Wong overall was just a bucket getter you needed a bucket you got the ball to Isaiah Wong he gets you a bucket Nigel Pack he's not I don't think he's as a for sure like get him the ball he's gonna score because I think he's more of a outside threat like three-point threat which Isaiah Wong was getting the ball like I said he will score the ball but they still get like the Poplar back and like Omir back like you get these good guys and like you bringing in like a Cleveland guy obviously Miami isn't known for defense so maybe this will like kind of help them because you know they don't play fucking defense whatsoever. But I don't know. I don't really I don't I'm not too high on Miami. Um, They're gonna be good though, but I don't know. Yeah, Larry Nagus Larry Nagus good coach, he'll get them ready because they always are pretty solid. But like Ken Palm is not 45, so like Ken Palm doesn't like him at all. Mm-mm. 45 is crazy considering they're 13 preseason. It's that defense is what's probably killing them on there because what's their defense? They have a 77. Uh, 22 offense, 71, and then 22 offense. So not terrible, but not good. Uh, because they still have athletes. Like that's a little bit of defense, but I don't see it this year. They might be out of the top 10 by the end of the year. I really wouldn't be surprised. That's how bad the ACC in general is. They're supposed to finish third. I actually do have them third. And this next team we're getting into. I mean, I don't know if you have any more on these guys, but I'm. I don't really like uh, them. No. Nigel Pack's gonna have to shoot 45 percent from three for them to be top 13. Yeah, so next we have Virginia. Um, a weird, like, they're always just flying to the radar what they kind of do in the offseason. Like, you just never know because they don't get big names. They get guys that fit program. Um, and, like, Sneaky, you get Beekman back. Obviously, Logan, you're a big Beekman guy. You get McNeely back. I think he was good. He's off. He was off the bench. I think he's a good piece. Um, Ryan Dunn coming in are still there. He... He's going to start, and he played a lot of games last year. Didn't have a lot of production. Jordan Miner from Merrimack averaged 17 and 9. That's obviously a, if he can get something like that, I guess. Dante Harris, 11.9, 4.1 at Georgetown. Uh, but it's Tony Bennett, and Mr. Consistent. Like, you know what you're getting out of Virginia. Going to be a very solid defensive team. Um, and that's pretty much what he leans on all year. Jacob Groves is also coming in. I, oh, my God, that guy. He pisses me off, but. 
he's going to come in. He's obviously got some experience. You get a guy from St. Thomas, average 17 a game. Like, they didn't do great on the uh, recruiting, which they never really do. They always have guys, like I said, guys that fit their system. It's going to be so hard to replace what they lost. So you lost Armand Franklin. You lost Jane Gardner. Two guys averaged 12 a game. You lost Kihei Clark. Was there forever controlling that thing. Ben Vanderplas gone. Caden Shedrick gone. Like, they lose a ton. But when you play as good a defense as you do, as they do, and you're Tony Bennett's offense, it don't matter what you lose. You replace them. And as long as they can stick in and play some defense, they're going to be in a lot of games. And that's I, – I, you need Beekman to step up. That's pretty much what it comes down to, I, I think. Yeah, Virginia is a team where it's basically like if you're going to go to Virginia, trust the system. Play the system. Even when there was the Kyle guys and you had like DeAndre Hunter and you had um, – That team is good. Yeah, but, like, even all those guys, it was like they played the system. It wasn't like they were crazy, like they weren't, like, trying to play out of it. They just played the system, trusted the coach, and they did what they had to do, and it works because he'll get you open if he needs to. Like, he's a good coach. Beekman, obviously, phenomenal defender, will have at least two steals in the passing lane every single game. It's automatic. Love him on and up the line. Uh, McNeely, I think he can actually take a step up. His high school highlights are so funny. Yeah, he's good. He was, he's got, like, absolute white strap, so he can shoot. But it's going to come down to, like, these two transfers. If, like, Dante Harris can be a good player at Virginia, which he's played in, like, the Big East, which Big East step is no up. joke. He's got to step up in, in that Kihei Clark role. Like, you don't have to be a – you know, you just got to be a game, like, manager almost. Yeah, Kihei Clark was one of their best players last year, and he he, he obviously averages 10, but he didn't – it wasn't like he was flashy. If you would – if you asked me how many points he averaged, it would have been, like, zero because you don't really see Kihei Clark yeah. score. He just does what he has to do. He gets steals. He guards you 94 feet. He's going to get in your face. Phenomenal defender. Mm-hmm. But losing Franklin, Gardner, Clark, Vanderplas, who is so overrated by, like, way overrated. Shedrick, most underrated player, I think. You lose, like, basically every piece yeah, to your team. You lose the starting lineup, essentially. You basically lost everything besides Beekman. And Beekman wasn't, like, your go-to guy. He was, like, kind of like a like just an overall like good like mm-hmm. solid player for your team fits in perfectly does what he has to do he was not like a flashy standout does something for you like the scores they had on their team so now he has to take that step and i don't know if he can because i think it's his third year now and he really hasn't done that yet still hasn't done if mcneely can if mcneely can start shooting good and beekman and dante harris and then like even this minor guy somehow brings this 17 points with him they'll be a solid team because of uh, the defense yeah, like they just played there. I think they're last in tempo. I mean, obviously, it's a given with these guys. Their defense, they came up as in 25, so nothing like special. And their offense is actually, I guess, 42. But it seems like it's bad because of the tempo they play. Like, that's also a – like, you have Armand Franklin, you have these guys, and, like, some of these guys that average, like, 12 a game. But you got to factor in how many possessions they really get a game. And you got to disperse that between everyone, like, that's the hard part. Like, Armand Franklin and Jane Garner both, both average 12, but in a in a system where you don't get many possessions, it it's more impressive than you think. So, like, like that's what everyone's going to say. Like, their offense sucks. Oh, no, they're 42 on Kempom. Because they, 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 it's, that's not, it's not all about, like, how many points you score. The efficiency. It's, efficiency. Goes it's adjusted efficiency. efficiency. Yeah. Yeah, it's adjusted efficiency. Adjusted and, yes, they are, actually, they are actually dead last in tempo. Mm-hmm. 362 out of 362. Oh, my God. Right they- Texas Tech. They play Wisconsin this year on a neutral. Oh, that's going to be under. That's going to be a low total. Kempom has 63-62 uh, predictions. So uh, you got to imagine that that game's going to be like a Houston game where it's 
in the 120s and you take the over, right? <laughs> we did that. Pray they both hit 60. Um, dude, I'm telling you, I'm falling in love with Wisconsin, but we'll get into that some other time. Um, next, uh, Clemson, 12-1 to to win the conference. Uh, he, hell of a year last year, one of the, their better seasons. Uh, Brad Brunel, 23-11, and 14-6. They, they missed the tournament, though, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, they missed the tournament. Not, yeah, ACC didn't get, like, anyone in. They got Duke and Miami. In Virginia, maybe. But anyways, um, you get Joe Girard coming in from Syracuse. A big, you get Jack Clark from NC State. Like they, they got guys coming in that are gonna be good. Like I'm excited for like Clemson basketball. It's like crazy. Like Chase Hunter's back. He's a stud. Um, PJ Hall, like he's really good. Big too. Like they got dogs. They got the 34th ranked transfer class, which is pretty good for Clemson. Um, I'm ex- I'm excited for uh, Clemson basketball this year a little bit. I think they're going to be uh, another. They lose Hunter Tyson, big loss, but you still get your guys like PJ Hall and Chase Hunter back, and you replace it with Joe Girard or Jack Clark. Like I'm all, I'm fine with that. So I'm excited for Clemson. Um, their football team sucks, so maybe their basketball team will bring some light because their football team and Dabo is going crazy. So Clemson basketball. Yeah. Uh, Joe Gerard is a stud. I don't know if you watched any Syracuse last year. They, they, they fit. You had, you have to face guard him. The littlest bit of space. He is the best shooter in the country. Yeah. Little bit of space. 40 from the field last year. Yeah. Literally the littlest bit of space. He's dropping it. Like you have to face guard him. He's going to get, he's going to put up seven threes a game. Like he should, like he has to shoot. He's going to shoot. And he did that last, but Syracuse actually had like two guys. He only had to guard Mince and him. So right. if you can have all these other guys and you get Joe Gerard, like kind of, you get on them runs, you know, you always lose the shooters when teams get on runs. You lose the shooters. That's when they kill you. And Joe Gerard is going to be the biggest piece of this team. You bring all these guys back. They're going to be good. They'll be slept on. I would not be surprised if they can, like, mm-hmm. probably finish higher than Virginia. Obviously, if you go value-wise, like crazy value-wise, Clemson's not terrible. I got another team for value. Yeah, but, like, I like we'll get, Clemson. We'll get to them. And me and Luke, Luke knows, I told, said Joe Gerard is the next player to score 100 points in an NBA game. When he was in high school, <laughs> average fifty. He average fifty points in high school. Fifty, crazy. No, I like Joe Girard. Um, Love him. I always get confused because he went from Syracuse to Clemson. It's like essentially, they're it's orange. Like obviously they're orange and purple, and then Syracuse orange and blue. But they're orange. Like that's what they they don't wear a lot yeah. of blue or purple. It's just orange, and it's the oh. same color orange. It's bright. It's the same exact. It just confuses the hell out of me where he's going or where he's coming from. Is he coming from Clemson? Yeah. Is he going to Syracuse? Is he going from Syracuse? I just get off whack. But we'll be back right. We'll be right back. We're almost out of time. All right, Virginia Tech is the next team. Um, odds wise, they are twenty five to one to win the conference. Uh, got pretty much everyone back. Uh, at least that matter kind of. Uh, Sean Padula, Hunter Couture. Kat Kadur, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Um, I don't think these guys are good. I don't have much on them. I don't. I didn't think they were good last year. Obviously, you look at their record. I like Mike Young as a coach, but I don't see it. I don't think. I don't. Not a huge Sean Padula guy. Um, and I just. I. I don't even know what to say on these guys. I don't think they got. I think they'll be really bad, honestly. But the. But this conference is so bad in general. I don't think any of these teams really that we're like going to talk about here are going to get much better. Maybe you have one, but I think I all these one, teams are just, but... 
Yeah, I mean, close. I don't even want to waste my time. Like Virginia Tech is not a basketball. Like so no, they they had man. a good they had a good run. Like even last year they were like decent to start, and like even like a couple years ago were decent, but it just kind of went downhill. So I let's not even waste our time or yeah, the no. listeners' time. You know, mm-hmm. this is the team that I was super value, super value here. Uh, Syracuse at thirty to one, and here's why. So Bayheim's gone. As much as I like Bayheim, the game was catching up to him. Uh, the two three zone just not it, and apparently this guy's not running no two three zone. So fuck that shit, right? Excuse my language. Um, they do lose some big like Joe Girard and Jesse Edwards are huge two huge losses. I understand that. But you get J.J. Starling coming in and Judah Mintz potentially, like, underrated one of the best backcourts in the country. Like, Judah Mintz and J.J. Starling. They're going to be they're gonna be studs uh, together. Judah Mintz was a beast last year. Um, outside of that, like, Benny Williams was solid from last year. And outside of that, like, they don't have a ton um, really back. But I just think with those two, those two guard, that guard play, I think it can really be uh, – be something special in Syracuse. That's really, really the only reason. Thirty to one, it's crazy considering. Can they beat Duke in a conference record wise? Like, no, probably not. Like a UNC or Virginia, like no. But if you want to throw a little bit on a thirty to one, like I think, like a, it's Syracuse to be that that team in this conference. Super value, yeah. I mean, Judah Mintz is a dog. He why he came be, back, I have no idea. I. The fact that he didn't transfer is unbelievable. I mean, he could have transferred basically anywhere. He was a stud last year as a true freshman. But they lost Joe Gerard, so I don't think they're going to be good. But last year, I thought they were going to be good. Bet on them so many times, lost so many times. Yeah, they're not good. Like, Jesse Edwards went to West Virginia, I believe, at the, which is good. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I Yeah, I don't see much from uh, – I think Judah Mintz has potential to be, like, player of the year in this conference. I really do. Like, he's that – He's that good. He could put up a lot of points. He might be he 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 might average twenty a game this year. So I mean, that's one thing about like twenty and like five, twenty and six would be huge for him. And Starling coming in, Starling was a huge uh, top recruit. Went to Notre Dame, coming in from Notre Dame, he was uh good. But I don't know. I I don't see a ton with like the rest of these teams as we went on. So we'll just move on uh, quickly. Wake Forest is next, thirty five to one. <laughs> We're gonna be so bad. Uh, we do, but yeah. <clears throat> we find a guy every year. You do. That's the thing. That's the thing. They find someone. We find a guy every year. Um, let's keep in mind this Hildreth guy, Hildreth. He dropped a triple double last year. Oh, really? <laughs> Look up a picture of him. You would never believe that he dropped a triple. That's double impressive in college. Dropped a triple double. Um, yes. we're gonna know they have Kevin Miller coming in from Central Michigan, averaged eighteen and five. Knows how to put the ball in the hole. Hildreth. Yeah, uh, 12 and 5 at Wake Forest. Uh, Damari Mansoto, Monsanto, 13 at Wake Forest. Andrew Carr, 10 and 6 at Wake Forest. Matthew Marsh, 6 at Wake Forest. Like they return, guys. They lose, obviously, Appleby, but. Um, and then they lose a Davion, Davion Williamson, who averaged another 8. But Efton Reed coming in with some experience. He may not be a scorer, but he's got some experience. He played at Gonzaga, he played at LSU. Like he. He knows how to play basketball. So Hunter Salas coming in at Gonzaga. I I hope Hunter Salas is good. I I really I want him to be good. I think he I think he'll be great. I think he'll be a great sixth man, seventh man, like sixth the bet this best guard off the bench for sure. So 
And Steve Forbes is a great coach. Like what he's, he's a phenomenal coach. What he's brought Wake Forest the last two years is ridiculous. But let's keep in mind, we always bring in one guy. It's always a transfer. We go a lot like the two years. Lareva, he was a transfer. Um, what's name? William Williams. Yeah, he was a transfer. Yeah, for the year, he was a transfer. Last year with Appley, he was a transfer. But they always come from the SEC usually. Efton Reed didn't he used to play at like LSU. LSU, LSU Gonzaga. Boom, he's the next one. But it's always a guard, so we'll scratch that. It's Hunter Salas. Hunter Salas is the guy this year. It's going to be Hunter Salas, maybe Kevin Miller. One of those two is going to be very good and going to be possible ACC player of the because we have it every single year. Every year we've got have we've had Steve Forbes. We had AC player. We had AC player of the year in the top like fifteen pick that year. Yes, and we Steve. had fucking what's his name, but Steve Forbes, the guy whose name will be floated around to pretty much every year with coaching stuff. So. Nice he's William. Williams, Williams, ACC Player of the Year, Alondis same Williams, year. Steve Forbes yes. was coaching here. Yep. Um. Next, the Pitt Panthers. Um. Sneaky, unreal season last year. Thirty-five to one win the conference. Uh. They're twenty-four and twelve, fourteen and six in conference play. They're actually really good for the most part, but not much this year. Uh. Jamari's Bert. Jamari is Burton is gone. Nellie Cummings gone. Greg Elliott gone. That's three double-digit scores. Um. Who's the guy I was talking about? Blake Henson. He's a, I, I like him a lot. He was a beast last year for him. And they have those two Graham, the Diaz Graham uh, twins or brothers. Nothing special, though, honestly. I don't love them. I, I, like Ishmael Leggett coming in from Rhode Island. William Jeffers was on their team last year. Zach Austin from High Point. You get guys that are scoring, but they're scoring at Rhode Island and High Point. And you're coming into pit. Jeff Capel, I think he's an awesome coach. He's he's a... Uh, Coach K, um, what are they right. recruit? Yeah, tree. Is that what they call it? coaching tree? Yeah, he's from the Coach K tree, coaching tree. He was on. I think he was there when they had Sion uh, and those guys, I believe. So, yeah, I mean, he's a good coach. Uh, what they brought last year, like they weren't good. La- they weren't supposed to be good last year, and they ended up putting some things together. So I think they can this year definitely, but it's still pit basketball, and uh, they don't have a ton um, to look forward to, I guess. Oh, yeah, they made the tournament last year, beat Mississippi State playing game. Yes, and then they made the tournament too, yep. In an absolute master class, they beat Iowa State 59-41. to 41. And they played Xavier. Remember, they played Xavier really close. I think they were literally like beating no, Xavier. That was a good game. game. Yeah, I think they were literally – yeah, look at – they were literally up at half. It was like – they were up like 20 – they went one of like eight down. They were up at like 12 or 15 at half. Yeah, and then they ended up losing by like 11, but – yeah, they had them. I remember they had them. You felt yeah, they thought. did. It's like, oh man, no, they were they were a fun team last year too. I just hate Pet because they were um, they had uh, what's his name? Bert Jamarius Burton was a stud. He was a beast. Um, oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. So. Greg Elliott too from. Hate those twins though. You, Are they oh, still there? Where's Greg Elliott from? Greg Elliott. <laughs> I want to say Georgetown, but that doesn't sound right. I can probably find out right now if you want me to. I keep saying UConn, but he looks just like Jordan Hawkins. That's why I keep saying it. Uh, Syracuse. Uh, no. Came from Marquette. Yes. Fuck. Yeah, I knew that. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, On to the next. This is where it starts to get bad. NC State. You want to talk about a team that lost a lot. They're 40-1. to one. Uh, You want to stop with what they lost? What? You want to say who they lost? 
Um, yeah, I mean, they lost Jarko Joyner and Tur- Turquavia and Smith. Right. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Like, 17 points each. 17, like... It, and then they lost the guy didn't uh, say... Um, went to Syracuse. Oh, I forget his name. But DJ Horn from Arizona State, pretty good player. Um, Casey Morsell back. He's pretty good. They still got DJ Burns. Big boy. MJ Rice coming in. Kansas. Uh, outside of that, it's going to be tough. Cam Woods at NC, uh, North Carolina A&T, average 17 a game. That could be a bright spot, I guess, but probably not. Um, couple guys, Missouri, Butler. Jane Taylor averaged 12 a game, 13 a game at Butler. He's a pretty good player, but how do you, how do you replace Jarko Joyner and Turk Quavon Smith? Is that did they transfer or go to the NBA? They're both done. They're both like fifth year seniors. They're done. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, 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 had a good year. they made the tournament too. 23 and 11, 12 and 8 in conference play. They were really the sneaky team, I thought. Um, who beat them in the tournament? I forget. Um, I can find out for you. A lot of people. Uh, Creighton beat them, I believe. You can look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's Creighton. Um, and a lot of people had them beaten them, I remember. They just. Because of the two guys. They lose, like. They lose so much guard depth, like depth, like it's gonna be crazy. Like, how do you re- you can't replace these guys? So that's all I gotta say. <laughs> you can't. Why can I not find? NCAA I have these guys down their ways. Like, they, they, I know it was Creighton. Yeah, five twelve, yeah. I believe. Four eleven. It's just funny how you like the only thing you have to say is they lost two seventeen point. Yeah. Like, and you're no. at NC State. Um, on the next. Yeah. Next team is I believe Florida State. I don't even know what to do with this program at this point. Um, Leonard Hamilton, two years ago, three years ago, people were thinking he's like one of the best coaches in the country for what he he made this team so good, this program so good, brought him out of nowhere pretty much. Um, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. They hit a wall like quick last two years. Only the second time that Seminoles have had finished below 500 under Hamilton, and the first, and the first time was 2004-2005, which was his third season. Five players from last year have transferred. They lose Matthew Cleveland. They lose Caleb Mills. They lose Jeremiah Bembry. Three bigger guy names. However, they keep Cameron Fletcher, Angel Reese's boyfriend. Um, take that as you will. <laughs> On your evaluation of Cameron Fletcher. <laughs> uh, Primo Spears coming in, though, from Georgetown. I love it. He's a, he's a beast. <laughs> he's a, just a quick little guy. Hard guard. Um, Devin Green made 100 threes last year for him. Another bright spot. We're, we're going to talk positive on Florida State because we I like Leonard Hamilton. I like Florida Warner. State basketball. Jalen Warley, good good basketball player as well. Cameron Fletcher, like we said. Um, the Bob Miller guy uh, was a freshman last year. Got hurt. No, he was the guy that, remember, he came over for, like, workouts and stuff. And then they said he couldn't play because that was illegal. Came from, like, somewhere. And it was just a rough start for him. But he has the potential. He could be, like, a really, really good player for him. Potentially. Off the bench. Maybe even start. So, I'm rooting for Florida State. I always, I always do. They were, like, a Louisville last year where they started, like, Owen whatever. Remember, they just couldn't win a game, and they kind of picked it up. But, yeah, they're they're in a bad spot at this program right now. Bad spot. They've been so good. And, like, you would think that the transfer – you can't even blame transfer. you think the transfer would have helped them. 
then you just steal all the athletic guys from everybody because that's all right. they recruit. They're losing those guys. <laughs> now they're losing them. It's like, dude, how like you would think this team would strive in the transfer portal. Like that's all they would need. Like the last good year they had was was yeah, 21. They went 18 and 7. They were 15 on Ken Palm. They lost that was the year they lost to Michigan in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You had them going pretty far. Yeah, them four, I believe. Yeah, you had them lose. Yeah, they beat um they lost they had Scotty Barnes out of the water. I was trying to say there, but I want them back. They played defense too. They were fun. They the trap. They were athletic. They were awesome. They were sneaky. It was weird how Florida State was good at basketball, but it was fun. Now they just suck. Nobody went to their games last year. I remember no. I watched the game one time. There was maybe five people there. No. Maybe. Nobody went. Because they suck now. It's terrible. I don't know how I don't know what happens. I don't either. Did, wait, um, get in trouble for recruiting though? Or is that not them? I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. But whatever. It sucks. Hopefully they get back to them someday. But Leonard Hamilton's on the hot seat for sure. Um, next is Boston College, and like I told Logan, I totally forgot about Boston College during research. So, um, yeah, Boston College. Um, uh, name a player, Logan. Go. Matt Ryan. <laughs> um, my turn. Um, no, I have a good one. Um, AJ Dillon. Oh, um, Zay Flowers. Luke Keekley. That was when I said, damn it. <laughs> uh, that's probably the last person I Did Matt Flynn play there? Did, why does that sound right? Matt Flynn. Hmm. Wow. Um, basketball, though. Um, they had the guy that cried. Remember at the press conference when they said, what are you going to miss most? And he said, he started crying. He said, going out to eat. Remember that? Really- I see it. I see it every year, and it's like it's, going it's deep, true. Man. It's true because like it's like you like you miss more. Like you don't miss the basketball, you miss more like the hanging yeah, out with the guy. That, yeah, but like that's what like one of the things you miss back about like playing like travel ball and stuff was like the hotels and stuff. Yeah. But it's just funny how he like drops his head for like twenty seconds, <laughs> goes going out to eat. Um, they had the guy with the colored hair too. What was his name? Oh, fuck. well, a, last year, just keep mind last year, right? Last year, I said that they were the most underrated team in the, the whole year. The whole year, um, I said it beginning of the year, and now they. That's a lot of that's a lot of Boston College talk there. Oh, uh-huh. now we get into the fun stuff: the Louisville Cardinals and Kenny Payne. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, sleeper at hundred to one, maybe. <laughs> no. Like we said, lost to West Kentucky Westland, the D two. Um, yeah, arguably, the, this is what I have in my notes on this. Arguably the worst season ever in the 100-year history of the program. Going 4-28, and 2-18 in the ACC. Um, it set the program record for most losses in a single season by a wide margin. According to 24-7 Sports, their high, their high school recruiting class comes in at number 5 nationally. With their transfer at 27th. Yeah. And they lose to Kentucky Westland. Um, but... Sky Clark coming in. I thought Sky Clark was pretty good at Illinois, and then he just stopped playing, right? You get I thought he sucked. Trey White, USC. Yeah, Trey, I don't know much on him, honestly. Hunley Hatfield, I 
He's one of those guys that I just keep saying he's good. <laughs> I just keep saying it and saying it and saying it. And there's a guy, there, there's a, oh, I forget his name already. But anyways, I keep saying Brandon Hunley Hatfield. Don't sleep on him. Don't sleep on Brandon Hunley Hatfield. But this is their fr- their recruiting class. They got the number 23, number 27, 75, 79, and 80. That's five guys in top 100. That's hard to do at a any school you're at. Like Kentucky, obviously they can get it. They can get like five, six, but they don't. They're hard to get five. Like, like, it's impressive to get five guys in the top one hundred, three in the top or two in the top thirty. Especially after your season you just had. Yes, Trent Flowers f- coming in. He's a forward. He was twenty three. Dennis Evans, seven one freshman. Uh, Caleb Glenn, Curtis Williams. That's their whole bench. That's basically what I'm saying. <laughs> brought in nine guys. Yeah, they they do the. But let's talk about who they lost. LLS. Yeah. Average 17, 17.7. Uh, Jalen Withers was uh, about nine and nine and five. He went to UNC. And this is the other guy I was talking about. For some reason, Louisville, I kept wanting to say they're like, I kept, I'd never bet on them, but I kept trying to. No, I did. Remember that game? I What game was it? Fuck. Do you remember when I bet on Louisville last year? I do remember it. Plus, yes. big, it was big. Uh, but anyways. Kamari Lands, that was the other one. <laughs> He's saying Kamari Lands, Brandon Hunley, Hatfield, LLS, trust these guys. Trust them. <laughs> I kept saying it. Oh, man. Whatever. I don't know. Do you got anything on Louisville? Uh, we need him back. D- is Dior there? <laughs> no. No, remember he got in trouble again, I think. Yeah, but is he there? He's or is in, he just like. He might be in jail. <laughs> Or is he just he's like a, he's like a Mikey Williams I think situation kind of I like I don't know if Dior is there or not but I didn't see anything the only thing I have on him is Sky Clark and Dior played in high school together on AAU team yeah there you go Dallas um so. next the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets at also a hundred to one um, first year head coach Damian Stoudemire um, this is gonna be, I low-key read a lot about these guys. <laughs> like, uh, dead serious. This Amari Abra- Abram, Abram, for some reason I just have a feeling. From what I've read, he's going to be a stud. Mark my words. Amari Abram. Remember the name from Ole Miss. Uh, Kwasi Reeves. I think Kwasi Reeves is a good basketball player. I really do. I like him. I think he's good. Don't sleep on him. Um, outside of that, I got nothing. I don't know a single player on this team or their coach. Yeah, I'm telling you, Amari Abram. I don't something about it. I just read them some things, and he averaged 80 game at Ole Miss, and people were just saying he's like Michael Jordan. So I'm in, Amari Abram. Um, Jose Alvarado went here. It's a good one. Um, fuck. Yeah, you got if me. You another one. Yeah, I would be Darren Waller. Oh, Derek Favors. Fuck. <laughs> I got nothing after that. I had, I, I had. Right? Derek, right? Derek Favors. Maybe you're thinking the Jazz because they had close colors. <laughs> what? Derek uh, Favors. College. What a pull that would be. Wow. No way. <laughs> Fucking bastard. Stefan Marbury went there. Chris Bosh, Jared, Jared Jack. I for some reason I remember him. 
there. Jarrett, is, is that crazy? You remember him? Is that crazy? Yes. <laughs> Derek favors what a pull. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Anyways, yeah. Too bad we weren't recording. You could have clipped that one, Logan. Um. Yeah. Oops. I, you don't want to record this part. No. Um. Last, but certainly. Definitely least, actually. Plus, or you fifty to one the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. <laughs> they brought in Micah Shrewsbury. Yeah, they were eleven and twenty-one last year, um, three and seventeen in conference, uh, below five hundred and three last seasons. Um, I have my notes. Where do they find scoring on this team? You tell me, Logan. Look at their roster right now and tell me where they find any scoring. You can't. You can't. Like, they lost everybody. And I that's not an exaggeration. They returned one guy, I think. Um, their apparently best player this year might be Micah Shrewsbury's kid. He's a freshman. <laughs> Outside the top 100. I don't know anybody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> I don't even know how to start. They lost. Where was they lost. At? What? Where was Shrewsbury at? Penn State. Oh yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Why did he? Oh my god. Because what? How how much better are they? You gonna get at Penn State? Notre Dame at least has. They've had some. They've had some teams. Bonzi, I would. I want Notre Dame to be good again. Bonzi Colson. Pat Cognaton. The the Grant brothers. Jeremy and someone else. Um. Cormac Ryan, um, they've had some dogs. Was it? All I could think of was the Pac. Cormac, Cormac Ryan, remember the game last year he had when he went off for like five, six threes in the first like quarter. It was against somebody good. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Augusta, remember that guy, the big guy? They almost beat Kentucky, undefeated Kentucky in the tournament, lead eight. Oh, they he had won. like the he had like the mellow hair, like Augusta. Or something oh like yeah. Mm-hmm. You actually? No. <laughs> Look up the 20... What year was that? 2016? 2015? Look, the, yeah, that was... A, Look up that uh, Notre Dame team. Notre... This is good podcasting. Um, but remember Bonzi Colson. <laughs> oh, how can you forget him? <laughs> He's one of the best basketball, college basketball players ever. He was just oh, I do remember this guy just tatted out of his mouth. Yeah, but what was who was that team? What team was he on, dude? They had Jeremy some dogs on that team. Yeah, too. Jeremy. They had some dogs on that team. I was twenty fifteen. I was that team. Yeah, I told you. Um, they were loaded. Anyways, have gold jerseys all the time. So Gross. now it's time for our awards. Um, we're gonna pause this. <laughs> so the awards. Um, first we'll start with freshman. <laughs> Um, it's yeah. Elliot Cadu. Um, obviously I've been big on him, huge on him. Like since he went to North Carolina, I remember I texted Logan or someone and I was like, Cadu just reclassed. He went to North Carolina. Like I was actually like, happy. I like, this guy's a stud. Logan had to obviously look, look at some things, but yeah, I love him. Uh, I think he's going to be a beast. Um, maybe potentially freshman of the year, like in the in con- entire country, but there's a lot of, a lot of that depends on the role <clears throat> you get pushed, put in. Um, you want me to just list them off then? Yeah, so far we're the same. So I'll go coach. I'll go John Shire because 
if he would have won last year, I don't think he would have won this year. He didn't. Did he win coach of the year? <laughs> no, it had to be Laranaga. Had to be. Yeah, this is our, um, this is bad. Um, had to be Laranaga. Anyways. I'm the same as you, John Shire, though. Yeah, it's got it's got to be John Shire. I think they win the conference. I think they're going to be a top five team, potentially top team in the entire country all year. So, um, With Pitt. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense, and that's the reason why I go with John Shire because I can't see a team being a pit from last year where they come out of nowhere and like are up in the contention to win it or even win it. So everyone that I think is going to be at the top is already at the top preseason. So yeah, give me Shire, and he's never won one yet. So this is the year. Player, I want to go off the rails, but shit. No, you know I'm going to do it. I'm going to give you. I, I'm going to go with Nigel Pack for the receivers. What? Yeah. Yours going to be, I know yours is Nigel Pack. I just want to be different uh, a little bit here. I think he could, has the potential to go off at average 20 a game. And once again, I know Logan's going to be yours is say it. Kyle right. So I like that. Because I think he's wins player of the year, national player of the year, which obviously I wouldn't entitle him to win this, but in a world where he doesn't win player of the year, I think Nigel Pack will be, uh, I'm going to take him. Fuck it. Why not? And then to win it all, to win this conference, I'm going Duke. Uh, they were really? Right they were right, they were right there last year. Um, yeah, give me them again. I think they might win the title. I think, yeah, give me Duke. No questions asked. I will be riding that Blue Devil cock all year. There you awesome. have it. And that is our ACC breakdown. Uh, now the Big East Conference, the best basketball conference in the in the country. Uh, there's no no question about it. Um, I mean, let's get right into it. The the first team, this I think this is a very deep comp. Like the the top half is very strong. The the bottom's rough. But starting at the t- favorite to win at plus two twenty, we got Marquette Golden Eagles. Uh, Shaka Smart twenty nine and seven last year, seventeen and three in conference. Obviously, really. Hell of a season for them. You return, you return Tyler Cook. You return Stevie Mitchell, Cam Jones, um, Igadaro's back. I mean, what you got? And then, not even that. You have David Joplin, average nine a game, played every game last year. Sean Jones, Chase Ross, Ben Gold, all off the bench, all played every game last year. The only person you lose was Max Maximus Prosper. Like these guys are back. Everything you have. The preseason player of the year, Tyler Kolick. You have everything you can ask for. You have an unbelievable shooter with Cam Jones and like Stevie Mitchell. What can you not like? How do you not like this team? I they don't see a reason why you wouldn't, considering Shaka Smart. Every team he never mind. I'm that's a terrible take. I was gonna say every team he's been on has been a solid regular season team, which which they actually have been. Even at Texas, they've been really good. So. They should be. They're the favorite, and rightfully so. Like they should be the favorite. Do I think they're going to win? Maybe, maybe not. But they should be the favorite. They return everyone. Tyler Cooks, a preseason uh, first team All American. Like obviously, because he's that good, he can score. He can pass. He's figuring everything. He can, he's figuring out how to do everything aspect of the game. Like I don't see how anyone doesn't like this team. I know Joey's not here, but Joey will absolutely come his pants over this Marquette team. Like he did last year. Now they're supposed to be even better because they get pretty much everyone back. So I'll let you go on Marquette. But, yeah, these guys are going to be awesome. Oh, yeah, probably best shooter in the nation. Cam Jones. Besides Cam Jones, he shoots, he makes it. He doesn't miss. I've never seen him miss. 
I have yet to see that man miss. Last year against Michigan State, he never missed. You get back probably the player of the year in the Big East this year was probably Ty Kolek just because overall just a phenomenal point guard, does his job, doesn't make mistakes, scores, passes, phenomenal passer. Lefty, you get Iguodara back, which is like he is just a pick-and-roll machine, obviously, when you pair with Ty Kolek. Shaka Smart is a good coach. He's not going to win you the tournament, but he's going to give you a great, great overall season. I wish I could bet Marquette not to win the Big East just because I think people are going to ride on them too high. They're going to be really good, but I don't think this team is the best team in the conference. I think there are a couple of teams that could surprise people in this conference, but I think Marquette could easily like get surprised as far yeah. as like a Marquette guy. They could easily get surprised by these teams under him. I think the three teams under him here are all very – very capable of doing like beating them, which, but they're still going to be top 10 team all year. They're five right now in the AP poll as they should. Six and nine. Six and Luke's AP poll. Six and Luke's. Yeah, keep that in mind. Six and Luke's. But yeah, I think, I mean, there's nothing much to say about them except for you get basically everybody back. They're really fucking good. They're going to be really fucking good. They'll be top 10 all year, which I think three or four of these teams will be, or three of these teams at least will all be top 10 battling against each other. It's going to come down to the end. It's going to come down to them matching up against each other. So, yeah. good team, though. Yeah, it's just whether the it's now it comes down to when it, can Shaka get over that hump like that he can't find in the tournament. Like, he went to that one Final Four with BCU, went to Texas, struggled big time. Like, obviously didn't struggle. Like, they were like the three seed, two seed. They've had really high seeds. They get it done, but they just lose in the tournament. Like, it's just a, a occurring, reoccurring thing. Last year, I think they got a really tough draw in that second round with a seven-seed Michigan State. But if you're one of the better teams in the country, it shouldn't matter. Like, you you have to beat good teams to win the tournament. Like, that's just how it is. And they just can't do it. And Shaka can't get over that hump. So, I ho- I really hope they do. Like, I want I hope they get that kind of monkey off his back. But we'll see how the matchups work. I mean, I didn't want them to beat Michigan State, and they didn't. So, we'll see. But, yeah, a lot to look forward to. I think you can get them. Um, 18 to 1 to win the whole t- whole thing. Not a bad bet at all. I think they are absolutely capable of winning the whole thing. If Shaka gets over the hump, yes. But I will still pick them to lose the second round every year. Yeah, maybe even first round. Maybe first round. Maybe. Fuck you, Shaka. I had you in the final four. That ruined a fat parlay I had that year. Like, first round, we had Ohio was the moneymaker beating Virginia. It hit. Yeah. And that was our last leg. Whatever. I'm over it. I am. I'm over it. Uh, next team, we have UConn Huskies, the defending national champions. Um, sorry, got to find them. I forgot I wrote UConn, not Connecticut. So they're... Okay, anyways. I I really like UConn still again this year. Uh, it's just, this East is so loaded. I think I have UConn 11 in my pull which is a little low i feel like but i do like them i think they have a lot of potential um tristan newton back oh by the way they're 280 to win the conference i believe and 16 to 1 to win the whole thing do they repeat repeat they definitely could uh tristan newton's back i think he's one of the best point guards in the country true point guards for sure um camp spencer coming in from Rutgers, big ad got a shooter you lose one of the best shooters probably college rascals at College basketball has seen in a while, Jordan Hawkins. But you're placing with uh, Cam Spencer, which is big. Alex Car- Caraban back. Devin Klingon, preseason All-American. Easy. Potential to be better than Sonogo, which is going to be a tough ask, considering he averaged 17 and 8. 
So I don't know, but potential there. Um, and one guy I absolutely love that will be starting at the two is Stefan Castle, the number 10 recruit in the country. He's another guy, Logan, that I'm telling you. Watch, his, watch a little bit of him. You'll fall in love instantly. He is going to be a fucking stud. He might lead this team in scoring, and I that's not even an exaggeration. He is going to be very, very good. And that is the reason why I do like UConn a lot. I think they, they lost. You lose Sonogo, you lose Jordan Hawkins. Tough to replace. I think they're replaceable. The guy that's not replaceable is Andre Jackson. That's where I think they're going to struggle. One of the best defenders, rebounders, passers, like combo you can think of in college basketball, like ever. He's unbelievable for that team. And then Kyle Katara, obviously a good shooter. But Dan Hurley, awesome coach. I love him. They got off to such a hot start. They took a little lull. They hit a little lull, and they got right back and running. No team was ever beating them in the tournament. Like, you think about historic um, basketball teams, historic runs. They were so hot that tournament, no one was stepping in their way. I firmly believe there's maybe a few teams in the history that would have beat them on that. They got so hot, it was just un- it was unbe- unbelievable how unstoppable they were last year in their tournament run. Yeah, um, I've watched about four clips of this Stefan Castle guy, and he already is going to be a stud. Yeah, no, he I just like looks, his game a lot. Look, he just looks like he's good. But um, with, like, UConn, obviously, like you said, the Sinago. But I do think Clinigan's better than will than will be better than him. Clinigan just Clinigan. I'm calling him Clinigan. I don't care. It's Clinigan. Clinigan. Don, Donovan. Donovan. Donovan is I like he's what is he seven one? He's big boy. Yeah, like, he's tall. He's very good. I think he can definitely be better. Like Sonogo is like an undersized guy, but like Donovan was obviously like freshman, like kind of playing behind him because you can't just take Sonogo's spot. So now he takes that leap. You said preseason All-American, which is crazy, mm-hmm. which he didn't have, like, a phenomenal good year stats-wise last year. But so good. And I think, though, losing um, – shooter, God, I forget his name. Jordan right. Hawkins, yeah. Hawkins, just, like, absolute pure shooter. He could hit a three whenever you needed him. Most beautiful jump shot I've ever seen. I mean, that's going to be tough to lose. But this team, like, yeah, and like you said, like, last year in the tournament, I think after they won the round of six – like, the round, the Sweet 16 – I think everybody knew who was going to win it all after they won that Sweet 16 game oh against. Oh, my God, dude. Like, right when they beat whoever they beat that year in the Sweet 16. It was Arkansas. Arkansas. They just, like, they put it to Arkansas, and you're like, there's no team that has stepped in this team's way. Because then they come out, wax Gonzaga, wax Miami, Florida, and then wax San Diego State. Like, they did not have a single close game. That team was dominant. I think they're, they're going to get this year. I like this team better than – like Marquette overall, I do. I think like Marquette might be like beat him a couple times, obviously, but like I think if you mm-hmm. kind of can figure it out early, like they did last year, they'll be fucking. I think I I don't like Marquette though, just because Joey does, so I kind of have that on me. But that's fair. We're almost out of time, so try to wrap it up. I did. All right, but a little more uh, UConn as we go through their schedule a bit. Um, got Indiana neutral <laughs> early. What the hell was that? <laughs> um, Indiana neutral early. You got uh they go they go to Kansas uh early December and they they're neutral against UNC early December. So that'll be fun. Also Gonzaga and then they start getting the conference play. So it'd be fun. They got uh got some got some tests. We're gonna find out about them before they get into conference play. If they kinda roll through them, they'll probably be back to what they were last year. But uh next is Creighton 
Creighton Blue Jays, I believe. Um, 24 and 13 last year, 14 and 6 conference, 3 to 1 to win the Big East, uh, 25 to 1 champs. I took them to win the Big East um, as a future. And for a couple reasons, I think, so obviously they lose Ryan Nemhard, they lose Arthur Kaluma, but I think they upgraded a point guard with Stephen Ashworth coming in from Utah State. Uh, better score, similar passing, uh, lose a little bit of rebounding, who cares? But Trey Alexander's back. He's going to be a lottery pick probably this year. I think he's going to take a huge step up. I think Baylor Shireman is uh, one of the best shooters in college basketball. Uh, can pull from anywhere. Every shot he shot, shoots make, looks like it's going in. And then obviously Ryan Kalkbrenner down low. Unbelievable. Potential player of the year, probably defense player of the year this year too as well. Uh, then you lose. You Where are you at in that fourth spot that they lose? Because they, they weren't very deep last year. They lost two, got one in, in the portal. So that's tough, but Mason Miller played just about every game last year, and then they also have uh, Farbello, uh, Francesco, Francisco Farbello. So they got guys that with experience come off the bench, not a ton, but some experience. And then the one I thought, Isaac Trott, he was at Virginia last year. I, he, for some reason, I've always thought he was pretty good basketball player. So I think, yeah, they, they were not deep. They weren't very deep last year, and they still made a run. So I don't think it really matters too much. I love Creighton this year. Yeah, I'm pretty much all in. And because of their upgrade at point, I really think, I think Ryan Nemhart last year was kind of not not good at times, but also at times he's really good. So I think he was kind of inconsistent. I think they get more consistency with Ashworth. That's the main reason. I think everyone takes a step up even more than what they were. Uh, yeah, this is my – this will we'll probably get to later, but this is probably my favorite to win the conference. I think obviously regular season you're going to need depth, but – Tournament bench shrinks. That's why you can make a run when your team like Creighton because you don't need bench really. You need like maybe one or two guys off the bench. Give you actually like full minutes like when you're in the tournament. But Shireman, like I said last year, this man, if he's not shooting 10 threes a game, he did not play good. He, like he should shoot 10 threes a game. Yeah, he should shoot, get, get, to shoot that thing. Get, get your shots up. Trey Alexander for the stretch last year. I remember, do you remember that? What it was like five, six, seven games in a row where he was scoring 20 every game? Yeah, he was unbelievable. And I'm just, yeah, just a phenomenal like all-around player, offense, defense. He's like a good, solid player. Nemhard, obviously you lose him, but he, like you said, yeah, inconsistent. Wasn't like you didn't know what you're gonna get out of him sometimes. But Stephen Ashworth, another shooter. Now you got Shireman and you got Ashworth shooting the ball. You got Calc Brenner back, who is the most efficient player in the fucking country, maybe outside of Zach Eady. So this team is very good. They play defense. They're very good at offense. They're going to be able to shoot even more this year. With You have two absolute snipers who are probably going to shoot both, probably going to shoot 40%. I'm pretty sure Ashworth, Ashworth probably I think shot was, 40%. Yeah, I think he was around it. I'm going to look it up. But, yeah, this team is going to be fucking good. I know we both have a future on them to win it all. It's a like yeah. good odd. They're a good team. I think – I don't know why they're the third. I know, obviously, Steven Ashworth actually shot 42% last year from three. Even better. So even better than we were expecting. So he's going to be a dog. Also wears the wristband with the arm sleeve. So that's badass. That's how I found that. him. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like, he like he's just a, he's a fun little guy. He's a fun little college guy, too. Like, he's going to be a guy you won't forget because it's like how he looks, like how he plays. He's like an absolute sniper. Shireman shot only 36% last year, but it doesn't matter because he'll have games. Yeah. He's going to he's gonna shoot 36%, though, because you want him to shoot 10 threes a game. I say that all the time. Like, not 10 exactly, but like that 7-8 range. You want him to get his fucking shots up. He can shoot from anywhere. Good player. Don't know how the fuck he's still playing. But, yeah, like this team, you look at the, the signi- significant tr- contributors last year on Ken Palm. 
You get Shireman, Alexander back. Obviously, you lose Kluma, but you get two of those guys back. Kyle Brenner is the best, probably, defensive big. Right. And I've seen in a long, not a long time, but just like one of the best I, I've seen. He doesn't. I mean, straight think, up. Think how much they struggled last year when he was out. Oh, my God. It was terrible. They were like, tight. I'll pull it up. They were like one of the worst. Joey's calling me right now. Here, um, keep this in mind. Um, they were. Yeah, I got it. Um, they were one of the worst teams in like in college basketball for a little bit there. Remember, like, oh my god, how they bad they! Oh, I'm on the wrong team. That's why I'm on. I have it. If you want me to read it, yeah, you go. When he was out, so he went out. I don't know if he went out this game, but this was a stretch for well, them. You can they you lost. can find it if you just search or if you click um on his name. Yeah, it. but they lost like seven straight games. I got it. So they lost. So he put, so they lost three when he was not playing, but it was that stretch where Arizona Texas beat him. I'm thinking then he got hurt against Nebraska and they beat him. Then they lost without him BYU Arizona State and Marquette. The games he did not play were <coughs> BYU Arizona State Marquette. Yeah. He played Nebraska. And Arizona Texas are two good teams. Like yeah, they lost those games. I understand. Yeah. Nebraska is- he I guess he did play. Yeah. So. He didn't miss as much time, but they were, like, really bad without him. And then they kind of picked it up a little bit. And they got hot and got rolling for a while there at the end. And I wasn't huge on him last year, and I was right. I'll, I'm going to take my victory lap when I can. I didn't like him last year. I love him this year. So um, that's pretty much it. I think they do have potential to really be one of the best, all better teams in the country because they, like, they got experience. They got everywhere on the floor with experience. I think Greg McDermott is an awesome coach. And, yeah, that's pretty much the basis of it. Like, Greg McDermott has been in the tournament pretty good historically. I th- Like, they they made runs when they were eight, nine seeds, and they made runs when they were of whatever they were last year, like a five. Like, they've, they've done well. Like I said, though, like with the efficiency, if you go offensive rating, Cockbrenner over the years, uh, last year he was – Number six in offensive rating. The year before that, he was 12. And the year before that, he probably would have been top 25. He just does, like, he shoots. And then, like, you look at true shooting percentage, number one in the nation last year, 72.5. Number three in effective field goal percentage. Like, and then where's his actual percentage? I don't know. But percentage wise, last year, like, two pointer, like, obviously he's not going to shoot threes, but he shot 31% only on 19 threes. Shot 72% from the field, like, from two. Like, he just. Yeah. He's not going to miss. He's going to take smart shots. Right. Um, next, oh, we got Villanova at plus 550 to win the Big East. Kyle Neptune's second season. Rough year last year, 17-17, 10-10 conference play. 30-1 uh, to 1 to win the championship. Um, my biggest concern with this team is they have no point guard. Uh, Justin Moore is going to probably be running the point, which I don't think he's a necessarily a true point guard, which is fine. Uh, TJ Bamba coming in from Wazoo. He's a good player. I'll get into more about uh, the film with him. Uh, Keem Hart good, coming in from Maryland. Tyler Burton coming in from Richmond. Eric Dixon's still there, obviously. The bench is still there. You still got Archie Diakono, Mark Armstrong. Kind of a rough year last year, up and down. And Longino. Jordan, Jordan Longino really stepped up for him last year, too. And then Lance Ware coming in from Tucky. Um, key losses, you lose Caleb Daniels, you lose Brand Slayer, you lose Cam Whitmore. Uh, Cam Whitmore didn't play a ton last year. And when he did, it was he was in and out of lineup, so it was hard to kind of judge him. But it's... It's a situation where, like, Kyle Neptune has to, if he doesn't turn it around with this team at least a little bit, 
he's probably on the hot seat going into next year, and they're going to immediately look for someone else because they are winning basketball program. Like, Jay Wright made them into one of the best programs in college basketball, and it's unacceptable with uh, to not win there. So I do think they'll be good, though. I, I worry about that point guard play if they really have one because that's been their bread and butter for the last how many years is that point guard's position and having some good solid bigs and everything. But that point guard position was kind of what drove them, and that's where I worry. But I don't. I think this team will be a lot better than last year. Last year was just kind of a weird year. Like you returned everyone from Jay Wright's team just about, and it just didn't. They just didn't put it together. So I think it's different. I think they put it together a little bit more this year. It might start slow with a lot of transfers and Kyle Neptune probably trying to get used to these, how to deal with a lot of these transfers and. I think by the end it'll all swing around. They got hot last year when they got their guys back, Justin Moore and Whitmore. So I expect pretty decent things. I think they'll finish in top five, top four for sure in the Big East. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about this team. I'm excited to see what happens. Obviously, with Justin Moore coming back, you get Dixon. Dixon come back. Like Dixon is the best, best shooter. Best shooter in the country. Best shooter in the country. I've never never seen a big guy like him who's a lefty with a slow shot take a step back, fade away three in the corner and make it. It was the most unreal play I've ever seen. But I don't know. I don't I don't like Neptune so far. Obviously he had a bad like first year, but you're expecting like him to be good because you you know Jay Wright picked him. You got hand picked. You know Jay Wright handpicked this guy. Like you know that for a fact. But the transfers coming in, they have a they have some promise here. Like they you got like last year it was kind of weird because you knew more was going to be out and then you have cam with like you have whitmore coming in but he goes hurt so it was a weird year last year and obviously it wasn't a great year it was it was a painful year because we were we're big villanova guys here but they get 22 on the preseason poll i don't know what you have matt i have villanova coming in at 20 20 so yeah just a little bit higher than the like the ap poll which is perfectly fine i hope they mm-hmm. can contend and be like I really want this to just be a down to the wire last couple games race between these top four teams. Absolutely. I think that can make the biggies so much fun I have a, that could happen. So my stuff with TJ Bamba, um, good shooter, can get to the rim. Um, he reminds me of like a bigger Mike Miles type build. Mike Miles is a little short, but he's like a stockier guy. Strong, I should say. That's kind of what TJ Bamba reminds you of. Uh, Hakeem Hart, more of a spot-up shooter pretty much. At Maryland, just find the spot, get to the shuffle around the three-point line. Can play a little back-to-the-basket type guard. Uh, he has a shot like like a Halliburton, like a Sean Marion kind of from like low, but it's a good shot, obviously. He's a spot-up shooter. And then Tyler Burton from Richmond, just an aggressive, uh, gets after in defense and, and offensive ends, plays really fast, but he's like a bigger guy. So average 19 game there, and Richmond's a pretty good program. So I'm excited for these guys coming in, but. Back to the basket guard is very important. Yeah, he's a spot up shooter, plays back to basket. So, Nova, all they do is play back find to find that basket. middle ground, right? But no, back him down. That is so fair. Um, no, I'm excited for Villanova. I always am. I'm a Villanova guy, so it'll be fun. Yep. Um, next St. John's thirteen to one. Um, sorry, I got flipped to him. Got to find him. Uh, Patino's first lost. year. Rick Patino's first year. Eighteen. They had a decent. Start last year, but then they got conference play and really hit a wall. Um, but obviously, it's a whole new team. The This is the good part. It's a whole new team, but they kept the best player. They kept Joel Soriano. That's huge. This like, is the team that lost to somebody bad by Division Two. 
team. Oh, yes, they did, didn't they? They lost 89 to 78. But no, they but they beat the Rutgers. In a, in yeah, a, so, but, they so they're 13 to 1 with conference. I don't hate it because uh, Rick Patino is obviously a really good coach. He brought Iona to the tournament every single year. They get J- Danis Jenkins from Bi- Iona, average, average 15, 4 and 5 for Iona. They get Jordan Dingle, 23 a game at Penn. Penn. He's a fucking monster. Um, RJ Lewis from UMass, eleven and five. Um, they get another guy, Chris L- Chris Ludman from Harvard, averaged eighteen point eight and eight, and then Joel Soriano averaged fifteen and twelve at St. John's. Like they got got they got score they got a guy from Oregon State, Glenn Taylor, averaged eleven and three. Um, Sean Conway at VMI averaged twelve. Like they got guys coming in. Absolutely, they do. They lose Posh, they lose AJ Store, they lose Carbello, they lose David Jones. But I think what they got in it, coming in is better. Jordan Dingle, he's at Penn, but one of the best scorers in the country. He averaged twenty three a game. Um, I I'm excited to see how these guys mesh because they're all new, they're all together like for the first time. Their whole starting lineup averaged double digits last year, and two guys on the bench averaged double digits last year. Obviously, at smaller schools. But still, like it's impressive, and I like Rick Pitino as a coach. What he did coaching is like questionable, but that's fine. So yeah, uh, I'm interesting to see how St. John's bounces back this year. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a weird team. You're not gonna know like. Obviously, you can be really high on them. You could be right. You could be really off on them. You could be right. Like it's just a team that they have. Yeah. They got they got a whole new team coming in, so you have no idea. Right now, they're projected to be a last four buys, like on the bubble kind of team for bracketology, just because like you don't know too much about them first year. But it's not a first year coach when you've been coaching for forty years, when you've been here before, you've done this. Like, yeah, wow, he's gone to Iona, he's turned Iona, turned Iona around, kind of like he made them. Like they were a legit team. So I don't know. It's gonna be weird. I know they have guys coming in. Obviously, you said one of the best scorers. It's going to be weird. It's going to be fun. St. John's is a team that you never thought, like, I hope they're good because they're never really, like, good. But I hope they're good. Having a St. John's team be good would be so yeah. much fun because that – well, just in that gym, watching games in that gym is awesome. I love that gym. You'll find out so, – yeah, you know, when they play that little one. Um, you'll find out. So they play Michigan, like, pretty much right away and West Virginia's early December. Like, those are two games where you'll find out a little more about them, which I'm excited to see, especially the Michigan game. If they can come out and handle Michigan – Take care of business. It'll be uh, good before they get kind of into conference play. So now I'm excited for St. John's. Like, obviously, how couldn't you be watching? Uh, get Rick Patino back in the swing of things, and they could be exciting this year. Like, they have a lot of scores coming in. How they're gonna find it? How they're gonna score D1? We'll find or not D1. Uh, Power five. We'll see. But Power six. Here's another. Here's a sleeper team coming up next. The Providence Friars at twenty to one. Um, they actually. Got their guys to stay. Kim English for like first year coming in, uh, pretty much said, "Play me one on one. If I beat you, you stay." I don't know if that was the reason they stayed, but that was pretty funny when he said that. Twenty to one to win, like I said, to win the Big East. Uh, they get De- Devin Carter back. He's just a dog. Like he's a do it all type of guy. He's coming back, uh, and Bryce Hopkins coming back. Literally the guy you want to come back. Beat Bryce Hopkins, and they played a game today. That it was. Close they lost, but Bryce Hopkins went crazy. He had like twenty something and twelve, so obviously huge. And then they get a couple guys from George Mason that Kim English is bringing. A big guy, Josh Oduro, f- averaged fifteen and eight. 
And then another uh, forward, Devontae Gaines, average seven and six. Like, good pieces to fill in. They lose Croswell. They lose Noah Lockie. They lose Jared Bynum. But I don't hate this Providence team at all. Like, coming in, Kim English is a good coach. Like, George Mason was a solid team. Good program, too. And, I mean, look who last coach that coached George Mason. Like, that that went on a tournament-type run. It was Jim Laranega. Um so, no, I'm excited because uh, Bryce Hopkins and Devin Carter are back. So, that's the big thing. You get a first-year coach, but you get pretty essentially your two best players back, in my eyes. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be weird. Obviously, first coach, kind of first time being in like the, in the shit. But the play I me mean, one-on-one thing is so fucking funny how he does that. Oh, my Which God. That's so funny when he said it. He goes, yeah, play me one-on-one. If I win, you stay. I guess he's a fucking stud at basketball because he clearly got all these guys to stay. So, he was clearly <laughs> smacking up on these boys. But yeah, I don't know. I don't think that Providence like that like home environment's gonna leave either. Providence ain't got. Oh much. no, that's not leaving. That. That's not going anywhere. Providence, they're gonna they're gonna back up their coach. They're gonna back up their players. They got their players back. They ain't leaving that like that. Those fans are gonna be there. They're gonna stay there. I don't like. I hope that that's gonna help a coach like a first year coach too. And you have an environment like that backing mm-hmm. you up. They ain't leaving. So I don't know. This would be fun. It's gonna be fun. I like you got a lot of Providence basketball. It's electric. They. They do things different there. I'm telling you right now, you want to know my lock of the year? Yeah. January 27th on a Saturday. Georgetown comes to town. Give me Providence by a million. It's on a Saturday? You kidding me? That place is going to be rocking. I wish I could put it in now. Every time, like, a new coach goes back to their place, even, like, professional sports, they always are, like, a well, new player. The Providence back- thing is different, too, because Ed Cooley said this is his dream job. Obviously, Georgetown was his dream job, because, but he said Providence's dream job. He loved it there. He brought them to, like, things they've never been, like, they've never had there. He They were, like, top 10 team, like, the one year. They were, like, super exciting, super fun. Everyone watched them. They, they were a wagon at home. I would always bet them. You have a, they're a dog by three Team, a top 20, top te- 25 team coming in to play them. You hammer their money line. They won the game. It was insane. I hope that's, that atmosphere stays. You said it probably will. I think it will. I can't wait. Yeah, this is all they got is basketball there. I freaking love it. Um, Ed Cooley, we'll get to you later. Don't 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 think we didn't forget about you. Uh, Xavier, 30-1. to one. Lost a ton. Sean Miller, I... I like Sean Miller a lot as a coach. Very underrated. He was at Arizona. Had some really good teams at Arizona. But what they lost is they lost um, Sully Boom. I forgot to write down who they lost, but Sully Boom. um, What's the other guy's name that went to the draft? Forward. Drawing a blank. Sorry, guys. Uh, What? Kobe Jones? Yes, Kobe Jones. Thank you. Um. This is the question, though. They have two guys that were supposed to start, Jerome Hunter and Zach Fremantle. When I did this, when I made my notes, they were hurt. Maybe not going to start the year. If they play, this team will be a lot better. Davion McKnight, Western Kentucky, average 16 a game coming in. Quincy Oliveri from Rice, average 18 a game. You have Desmond Claude coming still there. He was a good piece off their bench. From North Texas, a good North Texas team last year. Abu Asomne. And then you have some Logan Dunn come from Indiana. Those last two guys I said might not start because you have Jerome Hunter and Zach Fremantle if they play. Zach Fremantle is awesome. 
Uh, so we'll see how this shakes out. I don't really know exactly how they're going to, if they're going to be back or not, but whatever. They're 27-10 last year, like I said, 15-5. and five. They were a really good team last year. Made, made a good run in the tournament, too, and very scary for, I think they were in Texas. Were they with Texas? Oh, yeah. Xavier. Yeah, and that was, that was a good game. Like, they, they put them tough, I think, so. I I liked them last year. They were good. They're fun. They're exciting. They they could score. And I think it'll be a lot of the similar this year. Like that's how Sean Miller plays. Like you remember those Arizona teams? They're the same thing. So I think I think it'll be fun, uh, especially if Fremantle and Joe Rome Hunter play. I don't know what their injuries are. I should have looked into it more. But it they'll Xavier Xavier basketball. Like I always loves when Xavier basketball is good. Like last year, they were a Fremantle injury away from being like a lot better than what they were. Yeah. They could have been a. Absolute yep. unit. They were number three seed. Like they were good as fuck. They had like obviously some scary games in tournament. Almost lost Kennesaw State and Pitt. And Just sleepers, sleeper. Kennesaw State was a sleeper. Played Texas close. <laughs> I, mean, I think losing Colby Jones is yeah. It's all, like it's big losing Sully Boom too. Like, but I don't know. But when when Fremantle was playing, he was their top guy in possessions of like used. He was higher He's than Sully Boom. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. He was preseason first team two years ago, I believe, and maybe even player of the year. People were saying, but then he got hurt, and then he got hurt again. Like he just got, he's just battling injuries the last couple of years. Good coach, though. I mean, you can't. Sean Miller's can't argue. coach is a phenomenal coach. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Gonna be gonna be weird. Gonna be new. Yeah. But. Uh, I think there's, I think the Providence and Xavier, a lot of questions, and even St. John's, a lot of questions. But if you tell me they're competing for the top spot, top three spots in the Big East by the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Um, Seton Hall's next 40 to 1. Kyle Neptune, not Kyle Neptune, sorry. Shaheen Holloway, second year. Uh, they were just a really good defense team last year. You had a lot of names that a lot of guys transferred out, but. Not a lot of scoring. Obviously, you get their your leading guy back, Alamir Dawes. But outside of that, they'll be solid. Like they're going to be really good on defense. And I, you root for Shaheen Holloway for what he did with St. Peter's, and he comes back to his home his home uh, team. So I'm excited to see kind of what they do. Uh, I'll get in their lineup. I would get in the lineup, but you probably probably won't even know a lot of the guys like it. Dylan Otto Wasu, Cut It, Kade Richardson, and Dre Davis, and then Elijah. Hutching Everett from Austin P. Like, it's just a lot of names that you probably haven't heard of because you don't – St. John's not exciting – or St. Hall's not an exciting team necessarily to watch play basketball because they're very good defensively and don't score a lot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They, I just – I like them. But Seton Hall, you know, it's always fun when Seton Hall's good. They've been good. They've had good teams. I, I think Shaheen Holloway is a good coach. So I think he has it going in the right direction, though, for sure. I like Shaheen Holloway because he obviously is a defensive guy. Defense, will, will, he get up, will he get to that Kevin Willard thing standard that they had at Seton Hall? Gonna be tough because he had him literally like a top two or three seed <laughs> with Miles Powell. Tough, yeah, he had Miles Powell, which I don't think Shaheen Holloway or Seton Hall will ever get. <laughs> he was elite. You can't just you can't just you can't just somehow stumble upon another Miles Powell. That man was a not, fucking not in the Big East. Um, and here we are. 80 to 1, Georgetown, Hoyas, Ed Cooley. <sighs> Not a fan. Not a fan anymore. Piece of shit. You lost you lost me. You lost the locker room, guys. Uh 
Wait. Go. Shout out that he's going to Georgetown because I want Georgetown to be back. But fuck you for the Don't leave. You don't. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, for leaving Providence, what are we doing? If he left Butler, fine. <laughs> you can't leave right. Providence. Like, if he left, like, a Seton Hall, I would have been, like, I, okay. I want Georgetown to be good, but not under Ed Cooley. <laughs> I don't want you to lose. I don't want to um, lose Providence. So, they got... Jay Heath back, average 12 a game. You got Jay Neffs coming in from Illinois. Very, very good. Uh, he's a very good player. Uh, Ishmael, Ishmael Massad from K-State. I remember him. They lose a lot. Primo Spears, 16 a game gone. Brandon Murray, 13 a game gone. And Kwadu Swahab, 9.6 and 7 gone. And Akak Akak is also gone. So lost some guys, but they got some. They got Jay Neffs. They got Ishmael Massad coming in. I think those are good pieces. And Supreme... Awesome name, Supreme Cook from Fairfield, 13 and 8. Like, Supreme Cook, that's an awesome name. So we'll see. Um, I want Georgetown to be good. I want them to be back, obviously, but not Ed Cooley. Yeah, no. Don't leave, our, Cooley. don't leave our darlings at Providence. You don't leave Providence just to go join Georgetown. I don't know why he I, – I get it if he can turn Georgetown around, but thank you. But I hope Providence just owns you guys for, like, how many years just so you have to live with that. And Providence becomes better without you. And you just become you become good at Georgetown, but you can never beat Providence. Yes, or That's never get Providence just is becomes just a better basketball program. That's what we want. Yes. Um. Next, we have the last two teams. We have Butler and DePaul. Um. How do I even start with this? Thad Thad Mata, awesome, awesome coach at Ohio State. Unbelievable. Great coach. Um, Butler has been struggling, which, as you should. Butler is not a good program. They <laughs> – I can't believe they made the two Final Fours. <laughs> and they were a, a – not all, not far off from winning that title against Duke. Um, they, were they get Posh. Posh Alexander from St. John's. They get DJ Davis, 15 a game at UC Irvine. Landon Moore from Stephen F. Or no, Santa Fe, um, St. Francis, PA. My bad. Thirteen game, um, and then guys to Northeastern. They have Pierre Brooks from Michigan State, which he he was decent. He's solid. Uh, but yeah, outside that, they're probably not gonna be good. Let's just face it. There, under DePaul. <laughs> yeah, um, Logan's DePaul, uh, Blue Devils. No, Blue Demons. Yes, the DePaul Logan's team, two hundred to one to win the Big East. Tony Stubblefield, ten and twenty three last year, three and seventeen in conference play. Um, it's a whole new team. It's literally a whole new team, except for Jalen Terry, point guard, didn't up. Mac Etienne. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at their starters. They got guys from Power Five teams. Chico Carter from South from South Carolina, nine nine point eight. Jaden Henley from Minnesota, only averaged five there. Guy from Wyoming, Jeremiah Auden, average nine. Mac Etienne from UCLA, average one. And Elijah Fisher from Tech, Texas Tech. Uh, Elijah Fisher, I thought, was going to be one of the best players like in college basketball. His mixtape and his like, college shit was so good. But they're bad. They're bad. They're good at home. Covering, <laughs> not winning. Yeah. They can cover at home, but they won't win. Also, this is, you want to do a little, t- Max Struess. Oh, 
Um, something, uh, Freeman Liberty. Every time I think I have you. He was there. Uh, he was the big guy last year or two years ago. I forget his first name, like the Devin or something like that. I don't know. Well, yeah, but Terry was the reason why I liked him in the first place because I remember him in high school. Jim <laughs> Terry. Now he's gone. So oh. and a bunch of scrubs yeah. from these other teams. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, into our awards. Take a little break. Okay, our awards, pre- our predictions. I'll start with freshmen. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I'm going. I wrote down the wrong name. That's on me. I'm going Stephen Castle, Stephen Castle. Uh, you, I think, like I said, I think he has the potential to be that, like almost potentially their leading scorer this year. I think he's going to be that good. Like he's going to be a beast. He's going to be a starter. He's gonna. They're going to want to get him in the in this offense. I think. Yeah, he wins a uh, freshman of the year in the Big East. About the only freshman I got in my head right now. So I will also take Stephon Castle. He might, be, he might be the only freshman that's going to like get good minutes on a good like team. Which Big East though is like that. A lot of times people transfer out of the big ones to go to the Big East. So, no, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think he's like the only one. So yeah, pretty simple there. Um, coach, I wrestled between a couple guys. Um, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Greg McDermott because I think Creighton wins. But the guy I really want to take was Kim English. I think. Providence will be good because I don't think you can lose that spark at home. I don't think a coach is the, the thing that that takes that away. Yeah. Um, I was going to take – you literally have this, said the exact same thing I was going to do because I was going to take Greg McDermott, obviously, because think they're going at all. But I want – I'm not even going to say just because Providence will be good. I want him to win just so Ed Cooley is sitting there yeah. like – I just want those – that's the whole student, the student body, everyone Providence fans out there just can dunk <laughs> on him. Um, player of the year, you go first. Player of the year. There's a there's this is tough. I don't know who to take. You have guys on Creighton can win. Guys on um, Providence can win. UConn has a couple. I think Phil Nova maybe like. There's a lot of options here. I mean, I could go. Uh, okay, can I? I'm gonna. Yeah, you, you, uh, it's tough. I'm I'm down to like two guys. I got like four. <laughs> I got like four. I got three guys. I've decided on actually. Just name all three of them, and then somehow pick. Yeah, I'll pick one later. So the guys I'm I'm thinking I'm I'm thinking uh, Kalkbrenner, Creighton. I think he's gonna be because he's got the defense too. I think I think Ashworth has a. Potential to do it if he can lead that team in scoring, and they're a really good team. And I think I actually have four. Bryce Hopkins is up there. Another one. I don't want to take Kolick because he's the favorite. I think he's the only guy in Marquette that can do it, honestly, because he will be the best player. And then the last guy I was thinking. I was thinking like Klingon, like obviously Klingon's a popular guy too. I'm gonna stamp it in at Bryce Hopkins. Ooh. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um mine. I like Cam Jones. I think Okay. I don't that's not my pick yet though. Okay. I'm gonna decide. I like Cam Jones. I think he's gonna just be an absolute just like 
Yeah, I think he's just going to go off this year. Like, just points-wise. I think he's going to be better than, like, Cole, like, when it comes down to it. Um, I like Klingon, too, but I don't want to pick him. Donovan Klingon, I don't want to pick him. Not taking him. I like the pick with uh, Kalkbrenner, but I'm not taking Kalkbrenner. Mm-hmm. Justin Moore, maybe? Yes, Jesus. Dude, the, not a bad one either. There was another one I thought of. Fremantle, there, if he plays. I'm just about to say, Fremantle. I think Fremantle, I want to take Cam Jones because it's like against that Tyler Kolek, like you wouldn't expect it. Hey, yeah, Cam but, Jones averaged 20 a game, like shoots yeah, like that. I don't think that's going to happen. That's fair. I'm going to ride with, I'm going to ride with my boy Justin Moore. This is last year, came off injury. I love him. I mean, I love the way he plays. He's slower than fuck. I've never seen him run, but. No, but I want to take Fremantle too because it's fun. It's just exciting. Fremantle comes back and he's like good in that offense. I just don't know what his status is injury wise. That's the thing. So I don't want to take him because he's gonna be hurt. Um, Justin Moore. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Justin Moore. Okay, I like it. Um, deep sleeper, <clears throat> like deep, deep. Jordan Dingle, if he can just be same old Jordan Dingle that he was at Penn. Yeah, uh, um, that's a deep sleeper. And then champion, I'm going Creighton. Uh, yeah, Creighton. Uh, that that's a good that's gonna be a t- that conference is loaded with talent, with like just players. Probably players Play- wise, probably the best conference. Mm. I don't think it's close. Think think of the mm. conferences we've had already. It's like cut like three yeah. guys could win it. We haven't done the Big Twelve yet, but every team has like a star. Every a team has a guy that could you could see winning this play the play of the year. Big Twelve maybe. I'm thinking big tw- even those teams they have like a couple that can actually have, that can realistically win player yeah. of the year in that conference. No. Big East runs though. It's not like you don't have average teams. You just have stud, like a stud on each team. They got they're deep, they're experienced every year. It's the fucking best conference in basketball, dude. Oh, 100%. Well, that concludes our Big East breakdown. Um I can't wait next week. Monday. <laughs> Monday. <laughs> yeah, no, no, November. You don't, you don't stand a chance. Monday is basketball. No, 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 not November. It just doesn't even stand oh, a chance. Oh, man. Basketball. I see the slate and I'm immediately bricked up. Um, Yeah, I mean, nothing, not a crazy slate right away, obviously, but. Is there any game that's like decent? Is, are they out yet at all? You know, I believe Georgia and Oregon play USC, K State, and then Georgia and Oregon are the two. Just drop a Georgia Oregon on me. <laughs> that's literally look at Ken Palm. Games? It's the second best game. I said USC at K, USC and K State, and then it's doubleheader USC, K State, Georgia, Oregon, doubleheader in Vegas, T Mobile Arena. Odds aren't even out yet. I miss how they, yes, they are. They- yes, they are. I don't have them. DraftKings, they're out. DraftKings is better than FanDuel, clearly. But um, why don't they start the fucking year with the fucking classic? Um, Jimmy's classic. classic anymore. That was well, like wait good. Till, wait, wait for Feast Week. Oh my god! I <laughs> um, lose so much money. If you win money during Feast Week, you're just like, because um, teams are just like you surprise you. Lines for right away. Um, Oregon's favored by five. And yeah, USC is favored by three against K State. Oh, USC K State, yeah, that would be a good one. Um, I'll take USC in that. I I just trust Jerome Tang too much. 
Is it is it neutral? Neutral. Or? It's in Vegas. Princeton Rutgers. Underrated. Underrated game. Nice. At Rutgers or is it neutral? Rutgers. Rutgers. I'll take Rutgers. Bradley UAB, not a bad one. Bradley UAB, yeah. Um I just can't wait to see all the big games. Whatever. Anyways, that concludes it. So see you guys. Um that's it. As always, take it easy. Take it hard. Play is the alley, ooh, I like the pick and roll, I like the give and go, cause it's bad.